Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to Why Did You Make Me Watch That with me, Holly Fruit. And me, Ronan Warfield. Hi, Ronan. Hi, Holly. How are you? Good. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, 15,000 days working from home. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that that's how long it's been. It's um, now the, the 57th of January. <laughs> yeah. It's just dragging on now. Like, oh, my God. It's been like actually... a million weeks since I've been paid. So I'm like, ugh, this sucks. <laughs> well, I actually was thinking about it. I felt like I heard a someone asked about christmas and it was like that's months ago now and then it's like oh no it's actually no. just like last week just, since just we came back ago. yeah it's so. mad it actually feels like so long ago but anyway so much has happened in this very new and very crappy year so far yeah, yeah. So i know just... but then again that's why we're here you that's know why you're here. Yeah, exactly. uh, brighten up everyone's dreary just to to, to clear out the clutter in your life and to yes distract you from the horribleness yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i get it so, i get it we're just gonna talk about tv and films like yeah, yeah. no one's business <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> topics we are vastly underqualified to talk about but anyway <laughs> here we are <laughs> well actually you know in france yeah we yeah. are fairly qualified to talk about yeah, I uh, you know, I suppose working in television for as long as we have, we're somewhat qualified. Somewhat, yes. Somewhat, somewhat. Definitely. But yeah. how was your week? Was it okay? It was anything grand, weird, yeah. Wonderful. No, I can't say it was anything weird or and or wonderful. Um, no, it was mainly just working. Unfortunately, um, I didn't do anything strange or unusual. Which, well, you know, what can you do? When mm-hmm. you know, when anything that's even remotely fun is closed at eight o'clock in the evening. I know. Yeah. Don't uh, don't be going to the pubs at seven, because like you only get one pint in. Unless you're talking about seven in the morning. Hey. Case, you know, a full day is half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know. After the early house, um, are cinemas closed at before yeah. seven as well? Yeah. Or eight? No, cinemas are closed at eight as well. It's basically so like anime. the last showing is like five o'clock. Yeah, literally, literally anything that involves any sort of socializing, close at eight. So it's cinemas, bars, and restaurants, theaters. No, it's anything. Mm. Which, uh, which is you know a bit shit, but look, it is at least it is. there's certain things. At least it's open for a little bit of the day, and not just yeah. you know. I but. get why they did it. I just at this stage, I just I'm just sick of it. You know. Oh. Sorry, that's, oh, yeah, Ronan's that's uh, in my room. Yeah, yeah. Ronan's setting off the fire alarm. I think he's he's <laughs> looks like he's in an office setting. Uh, but yeah. actually, there's a little stove to your to your right there. Is there a stove? Yeah, no, it's and uh, been been setting off the fire alarm there. You're just cooking. Uh... That's a sofa. I'm Where sure. are you actually? There is there that a little, little green room? It's a little uh, basically it's a little edit suite. Oh, okay. The edit suite and work. Um, oh, cool. So it's basically the only room I could find that was empty. So here I am. Fair enough. 
Um, so do you do much cooking in the edit suite or? Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was the air conditioning going radio rental. It found its optimum temperature and then just noisily shut down. I was down, like, so. yes, I'm optimal. Yeah, I have done my job. Now fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> it's pretty much what it's saying. Like, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Fair. Um, what about you? Yeah. How was your week? <sighs> Still doing this fucking project man i was gonna say let me guess project and then project hell. yeah it's it's plaguing at this stage now like the last uh last time we recorded i actually finished a project and now i'm f- trying to finish up another project but it's just like it's the actual trying to get it to get myself motivated to just fucking do it it's so i'm procrastination station i'll stop i'm at procrastination station i'm like (laughs) on that platform for 15 hours a day and checking your phone like the trains like are you coming on and i'm like and and sometimes i go up to the door of the train to get on and the train door does the automatic open and then I'm like, oh no, and I stand back on the platform again because I get yeah, distracted like, by a fucking like, oh, let squirrel. Me just, let me just go buy a magazine or something. Yeah. For yeah. The, for the yeah. Yeah. You've painted quite the analogy here. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so many squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, oh my God, there's just no point. And so then I just. Like, and I wouldn't mind, like, the distance between this station and the finish station is, like, probably about four hours. Like, yeah. four solid hours. We'll get it done. Get it sent. No, no. No, no. That's, that four hours could be turned into two days. You know, maybe three. I took today and tomorrow off work. And today I probably spent about an hour faffing looking at the project and just nice, dicking nice. around good work good work <laughs> yeah, you uh you you you're uh you're living up to the procrastination name very well done thank you yes, thank you yes. very much um but yeah sure will we steam ahead we will we going will. with my train and go, keep it up with the train bit yeah, yeah absolutely let's let's go full steam ahead and yeah uh, Cool. Uh, so I, I think you went first the last time. So I sure uh, did. I will go ahead this week. So I'm just looking back. So my choices were, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, or Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. And I went with Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, you, you better have. <laughs> yeah. Now this isn't like totally available yet it was a purchase you had, you had to you had to purchase that shit you had to pony up some hard earned didn't you i did yeah. well yeah. it's like i can't remember 450 or five or to rent it yeah yeah worth it definitely um okay so i mean unless you're like actually living under a rock you've never heard of the ghostbusters um series but very quick rundown yeah go on the crack ghostbusters uh first came out in 1984 
and it stars um, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Bill Murray. And, and Ernie Hudson, don't forget, Ernie Hudson. And Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's so weird. Like, it didn't actually, yeah. And um, it was directed by Ivan Reitman. And, oh, well, and Sigourney Weaver then as well, if we're going to. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. If we're going to be good. Yeah. And so basically, the three lads are scientists initially first. And then they're like, there's all this kind of size, like all this kind of activity going on. And they were, they set up their own little department of, um, for kind of supernatural events that were happening in the city. And then they became the Ghostbusters and they, uh, they grabbed, um, Ernie. They the city. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like whole loads of like supernatural events were happening and they kind of came up with this like business to help, like essentially like ghost exterminators. And, um, so that's what the two, uh, other films were kind of roughly about there'd be a ghost ghostbusters mm. would go out and save the day yeah. and uh but the obviously those films were made and you know everyone loved them they were going to make a third ghostbusters film um but then bill murray kind of didn't want to go back to the actual sort of see well he's reportedly not wanted to go back and do a full Ghostbusters film again. Well, apparently um, the deal was uh, when they made the second one, they all made a deal that each one of them would have to approve the story for a third one. And apparently, Bill Murray never gave his like approval. Any of any of the bits they came up with, like so, it okay. kind of just went by the wayside. But interestingly enough, the video game that they brought out, um, Ghostbusters video game, had all of them involved doing the voices and stuff, and all approved like buy them so oh. a lot of people consider the video game to be the third ghostbusters film oh fair officially. enough yeah. yeah yeah but anyway continue um so yeah so after they obviously didn't make uh a third ghostbusters movie in the series uh harold ramus died in 2014 Um, so that kind of put a real the kibosh on any sort of thought about actually mm-hmm. with the original cast um they decided not to go with that so then this film we start off we see this kind of older figure he's in a a country out like rural uh home and you can see like there's the uh the box where the ghosts go in the trap, the ghost the trap. trap. Yeah. yeah. I thought there was an actual name for it. I can't think of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you see, uh, like, there's obviously some kind of supernatural event, like kind of things getting blown up and lots of energy and kind of just lots of lights going off and everything. And you're like, okay, there's something happening here. Um, and it, uh, yeah. And then, but basically you see that that man actually die in this whole kind of supernatural event. Um, then we meet a woman and she's got, she's probably in her like 40s. She's got two young kids 
and she's getting evicted. But then she says her father has just passed away. So we know there's the connection there. And uh, then, so we see the two kids. So that's Phoebe and Trevor and their mom. And so they go and um, then we know like, the granddad was actually one of the Ghostbusters because you see the car, you see lots of lovely little nostalgic elements like that you remember and you're like, okay, so he's one of the Ghostbusters. And then Phoebe, the granddaughter, is looking in her granddad's closet and finds out the Spengler uh, overalls. Yeah. and the glasses now the kids don't have a clue about the ghostbusters who they were what they did um she's it, 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 yeah the film kind of implies that the events of the first film were kind of fell into folklore and that like it wasn't really a you know a thing that's talked about because only yeah. paul rudd's character seems to know about it and he tells the kids about it like so. yes um exactly so you can see the kids actually looking up youtube clips mm. and we can see that's when they actually have physical bits of the original film mm-hmm. played out but yeah um so that's how we meet paul rudd so paul rudd is a he's a seismologist but he's obviously earning a few bit of a, like a bit of extra cash because he's, he's a sub teacher yeah. doing yes yeah, summer school teaching um in phoebe's school and so he's kind of, uh, he's basically phoning in the teaching. He's like putting on movies for the kids. But Phoebe's like really interested in seismology and science. So she's always kind of like chewing his ear. She shows him the box that she finds, the like where all the spirits go. And he's just like, oh my God, of oh, this trap. <laughs> and um, so he's like, oh, he's sort of becomes interested in her then and um she also has this great little friend called podcast and uh (laughs) he's he's a great character he's brings he definitely brings the comedic uh level that say bill murray brought to the other uh films Mm, yeah that's fair um because he's kind of he's the little bit of humor in even though paul rudd does as well but um when they're in the kids scenes together it's he's the one uh bringing the comedy so that's how they're all kind of that's where they all are in the story and then phoebe starts noticing activity then happening in uh the house there's things moving around lots of things are moving in this house And they don't seem to have the reaction a normal person would. So, for example, there's like a light that kind of turns on by itself. There's chess pieces that are moving. Well, that's that's the grandfather. I know. Communicating with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm sorry. I I was sitting in a room and like the chess piece started to move and I was playing against the invisible. Yeah, I was thinking... I was thinking that myself, but then I remember like this is a universe where people know that ghosts actually do exist. So, you know, they wouldn't be all that shocked, I guess. Yeah. Because they know it's for a more fact just that like, ghosts do it's exist. It's an acceptable situation. Yeah, it's a thing that happens, sort of thing. Like, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, 
so yeah, Phoebe notices there's kind of stuff going on. Um, and like Rudd, who is an actual seismologist, he's he they have conversations about the fact that like there's this particular weird sort of um a sequence of kind of seismic events that are happening in this little town that no one nowhere else it it can't exist it's it's just technically like um it can't happen yeah there's no fault lines there's nothing yeah, happening there's there's no there should be no activity yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it's a weird sort of phenomenon um and then also Trevor the son he's kind of faffing around with the local teens mm. um and he notices as well they kind of play on this like abandoned mine as you do when you're a kid um and he notices like there's this kind of weird uh kind of spirit looking thing that comes out from the mine at, at him at one scene and uh so he's like there's definitely something weird going on there as well so that's kind of like where they are and that's the setup that's the setup and then it's basically these this all this activity is you know it's kind of a continuation actually of the original storyline with sort of um, yeah it would, it would yeah you could consider it a direct sequel yeah yeah, you can consider it a direct sequel to the first one, definitely. Like, they yeah. don't say that the second one never happened or what happened in the second one never happened, but they only ever reference the first film. So, yeah, it's definitely a direct sequel to that. Like, Yeah. Um, But, yeah, as you say, that's the setup there, and it pretty much just, like, you know, shenanigans after that. Like, It's um, all, yeah, and then it all kind of kicks off from there, and, and it's like they're trying to save obviously themselves and the town and the world uh, to fight off the these weird kind of creatures that mm. are coming in i mean it's bringing in like set design effects visual effects um and it's yeah it kind of almost goes like very like the first one in terms of like this, the design and the set and the fact that like people are turning into creatures. Yeah, um, I think that was kind of like an intentional nostalgic callback. Yeah, all the stuff that all the beats that they wanted to hit to make it seem like the first film. So, and and definitely all the callbacks that are that that happen are, well, you know, I think they made the story. Like I I, I genuinely thought it was brilliant. Like, yeah, I think um, plus the actual. Uh, cameos then at the end and a very particular cameo that like no I won't I won't say it <laughs> but it's like there were tears like yeah do you know had a couple of tears yeah yeah I, it's, I, it's, I got I, emotional I did get emotional it was, it, was, it, was, it was played out very well yeah and yeah no I, I yeah it, I couldn't fault the way they handled it like it's de- like I watched this and I actually felt like after I watched it, I was like, I'm going to watch that again and I'm going to watch it again, like maybe in a few weeks time as well, Mm. you know, like, and I always do that with sort of movies I love just because like, I want to get more out of the film again. Um, cause I'm like a bit of a weirdo. No, you always see stuff you missed the first time around. So it's yeah. Yeah. But I loved it. I think it's my favorite film of 2022. 
and it, it's on a pedestal and now. the only film of 2022 so far. But look, I only, <laughs> like, I'm considering this almost like a cinematic release because, like, I had to pay money to see it. True. So true. it's kind of like the, um, what you call it, uh, the Bond movie I saw in the movies last mm. year. Yeah. So, and it was the only movie I saw at the cinema last year. So this one is like, okay, so it's going to be hard. It's going to have to be amazing to push this one over the edge. Yeah, I agree. Or you over know, the, the top of the list. Like I, I didn't go to the cinema when this came out because it only had such a brief window in the in the release. So I, I do purchase it when it when it was available. And yeah, I think it's brilliant. I, yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't think anyone could have done a better job in terms of making a sequel to the first one um because obviously they've tried and failed before like with the with the girl reboot but i think the terrible. girl reboot was just a totally yeah. different film like they had totally all different film, the different but yeah it, it didn't work for me it wasn't a terrible film now but it didn't work for me like this is much more what they should have been going for um mm. and the fact that it's the the original director's son jason reitman directed which is yeah just, it gives it an a extra real like link, nice, like yeah, an extra link a nice little poetic full circle sort of thing like um, but yeah, no, this is if, if if anyone's been on the fence about this, worrying about that it's not going to be that good, just just watch it because it's brilliant. Like, it's watch as good it as you can and for, enjoy. Like, <laughs> definitely. The actor for the mom in it, um, mm. I was thinking, uh, it's Carrie Coon, isn't it? Carrie Coon, yeah, for ages. So, Carrie Coon is like the sister in Gone Girl. She's um, in a bunch of stuff. But for so long, I thought that actress was the same actress as, or actor, um, as Mindhunter. Mm. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, no, that's not, yeah. They do look alike, actually. They do! They look yeah. exactly alike. I'm gonna yeah. put up some photos of both of them. You should you should, you should put up a side by side on the on the gram. And but yeah, I'll, no, I think you're right. Yeah, I'll yeah. be like, this is the same. This is the same person. They're just different names. <laughs> they're different names, and they one is Australian, one's American, but still. But still, they're clearly the same person. It was literally only until I actually was doing this, and I was just like getting all my actors together, and I was just looking at oh, them, right, and I was yeah. like. Just checking, I was like, she is, she's, she's definitely the one that was in um, Mindhunter. And then I was just like, this other actress, Orv, something, something Orv. I do have to give a special shout out on this one as well for the kid actors in these films are brilliant. They're really, yeah. really good. And normally kid actors, you, you have 50-50 on them being annoying and or crappy actors. But in this, they're brilliant. Um, the young girl who plays the younger sister. McKenna Grace. McKenna Gray, she's brilliant in it because um, she's real quirky and odd because she's supposed to be just like the grandfather. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and the older she's brother is Finn Wolfhard. Uh, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Um, but yeah, no, the kids in this are brilliant. So they have yeah. to get a special mention. Finn Wolfhard is in that amazingly kind of, I'm too lanky for my body uh, <laughs> boy uh, sort of age in this. Yeah. He's like, I'm just all, I'm all limbs. He's all limbs, yeah. He I don't really know what to do with them. And I'm just kind of here, you know. Yes. That's, that's and Logan Kim is the, yeah. is the kid who plays podcasts. Oh, he's podcast, is he? Very good. Yeah. <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah. He's great. 
he's he's got just a very uh, good comedic timing to him. He does, yeah. Also, they brought out Ghost Core. Did you notice that when you were watching it? The production company at the start? Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's Ivan Reitman's production company. Okay. That that was down as producer for the, the Girl reboot as well. Okay, yeah. I'm just looking yeah. at it. It formed in March 2015. So it's, to be honest as well, there's going to be more. This is, go- it's developed uh, in. I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for it. This is, I, I feel like it's almost okay going to be, this. yeah. yeah. I feel like it's almost going to be like a Marvel universe. Like it's going to be, there's going to be loads of films out of this. Mm. In this if they of, do it with as much, you know, thought and, care, thought and care that they did with this one, because cause they did, they did, you can see they put a lot of thought into it and the script is sharp and everything else. Like, um, yeah. So if they do it with as much care as they did with this one, yeah, bring it on. I'm all for it. Yeah, that's true. For real. For real. But yeah, I am very, very glad and happy and delighted you made me watch that cool cool i am also glad to hear it um cool we'll jump onto my one so yeah um so you gave me the choice of the gentleman oh and... yeah and uh deadly Can you remember you? and deadly cuts the the irish hairdresser thing so i went for the gentleman mm. yes um so this is uh, another in the long line of gangster-themed uh, Guy Ritchie films, written and directed by Guy Ritchie, um, who we know from Long, Lock, Stock and Smoke, Two Smoking Barrels, um, Snatch, uh, it's a few other smatterings of ones in there. Um, I can't remember the names of the other gangster films he's done. Um, can you remember? And then there's Sher- Sherlock Holmes and... And of course, he's done the Sherlock Holmes. Those and kind of films. I think he's done the Aladdin remake with Will Smith as well. That did was he? He did. Yeah, that was him. That um, was fucking shite. Yeah. So, see, that's the thing with Guy Ritchie. I was going to say he's a, he's a real director of you know, uh, wildly differing um, uh, success. You know, in terms of like you know the, the types of films he takes on. This is very much his wheelhouse. This kind of film, this gangster type. Yeah. Um, that's like a multi-stranded story that involves different you know different characters coming together and um, that's very much his strong suit you can tell because you know it's 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 where it's all his biggest hits come from um so uh the this particular one uh it revolves around uh the marijuana industry in england um uh as it is this particular empire run by matthew mcconaughey and his wife uh played by michelle dockery uh, who I would only know from Downton um, Abbey. Downton, yeah. Yeah, but she's a million miles from Downton Abbey in this one, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Matthew McConaughey, he is in England uh, since he has been a teenager in school and he's essentially just grown up the hard way and fought himself to the top of running his own marijuana empire, which he does in plain sight. Um, and it's a very profitable and a very... Uh, hidden in plain sight, I should say, and it's a very profitable uh, industry. But we, co- when we come to him the story, he is trying to sell it off and retire, and he's trying to sell it off to an American businessman by the name of Jeremy. Well, played by Jeremy Strong. I don't know his character's name. Oh, yeah. uh, Jeremy Strong, who we know from Succession and, and uh, The Big Short and all sorts of films. So uh, this is all being recounted now. So uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's right hand man is played by Charlie Hunnam. Um, 
and he is being basically recounted this, the tale of what has come up to this point uh, by Hugh Grant. Now, Hugh Grant plays this private investigator who is pure sleaze, basically. He's been hired by a newspaper editor, a tabloid newspaper editor, to dig up dirt on Matthew McConaughey and basically ruin him. Um, and he's doing it for 150 grand, basically. So uh, Char- Hugh Grant goes to Charlie Hunnam with everything he's found on his boss, essentially, and says, this is everything I found. I'm going to ruin your boss uh, if you don't give me 20 million. Uh, 20 mil. I, 20 mil. Otherwise, I give everything I have to this sleazebag news editor who's going to basically ruin it. And the only reason he wants to ruin Matthew McConaughey is because Matthew McConaughey snubbed him at a party once. And that's literally it. That's the start of it. So, um, yeah. Fickle. So basically, Charlie Hunnam is sitting there listening to Hugh Grant tell him everything he knows. And that's how we hear the story in this, being represented in this way. Um, and yeah, essentially, it's Matt McConaughey trying to sell his business to Jeremy Strong, uh, who there's also... Uh, Another story involving um, uh, Henry Golding, um, who we know from Last Christmas. He played the... the Yes. Featured on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So he he plays another gangster who basically is someone who wants to be where Matthew McConaughey is. And he thinks that uh, killing and bullying his way to that position is the only way to go about it. So... He's part of another crime family who deal with the, the harder drugs like heroin and cocaine and such. Um, so, yeah, uh, all these stories are happening at once um, and it all sort of plays out um, as a sort of a power struggle. Um, but it's really, really good. It's, um, yeah, it's it's excellent. It's classic Guy Ritchie now. It's actually one of his better ones. As I said, he's a director of wildly differing success rates, but... This will be up there with the likes of Snatch and Lockstock because it's it's really cleverly written. Um, the dialogue is pure Guy Ritchie. It's all like you know, Ooh. everyone talking in big words and you know, all all mad poetic language and stuff. Um, yeah, that, big that, sort like, of you know, monologue conversations. In monologue conversations, exactly like you know. Um, also, Colin Farrell is in it. He Colin Farrell runs a, an MMA gym for young kids. Um, and he gets involved when uh, a couple of his lads uh, find one of Matthew McConaughey's marijuana farms and and basically raid the place. So that's how Colin Farrell gets involved, um, which basically puts him in debt to uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, and his organization. So so that plays into the story as well. Um, is there any other bits that I'm missing? No, that's like pretty much... Hmm. So that's that's the setup anyway. That's all the different threads, all the different characters you're looking at, and yeah, it plays it really, really cleverly. I have to say, it's it's thoroughly enjoyable. Um, Colin Farrell's a particular highlight, actually. He's uh, he's very good in it. Um, he is very good in it. He's uh, kind of a bit of humor, kind of. Yeah, well, it's all very. It's got like jet black humor as it does with all Guy Ritchie stuff yeah. going through it. Like, but um, definitely Colin Farrell would be considered what like the comedic um, relief. But um, yeah, no, this is really, really good. Um, ah, had really, you really like seen it? Because no. it's actually like, um, yeah, 2019. Mm. I thought I had seen it and I realized there was another one. Um, uh, another Guy Ritchie gangster film with Jared Butler. Oh, Do you remember yeah. that one? Yeah. yeah. 
And um, that had a, a, a another like ensemble cast of crazy characters as well. And you know, pretty similar instead of no, I think the the basis of that one was, um, like art theft and the London property market, something like that. I think it was. I don't remember what it was, but I actually thought that that's what you were giving me to watch. Okay, um, yeah. But no, it wasn't. It was this one, which is much, which is much better in, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's, returned to form. Definitely returned to form. It, it, like I said, this is his wheelhouse, and he's he's obviously strongest doing this kind of film. Like he done Aladdin after this one, which as we already established is rubbish. Yeah, just so good. You know, when he plays with strength, he's he's as good as it gets in terms of directing. Um, but when he's like you do it a, a phone it in studio job. It could be any director directing stuff like that, like you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, so this is a strong point. He's and, like, uh, I want another penthouse in London. So I'll do Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. So if, 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 he's obviously a director for hire for stuff like that, like, but he obviously does stuff like that, so he gets the money to do stuff like this. Um, but yeah, no, this is totally excellent and. Uh, recommended it's on netflix it's on netflix it is on netflix yeah and uh yeah it's well worth the watch get on it people get if you on haven't it. already seen it yeah get on it like a car bonnet in it in it in it blood yeah um that's cool and whatnot but um <laughs> yeah you know really First, i i thought it actually was out more recently um but it's just it's on netflix like he does have another film coming out called wrath of man with jason statham which i imagine is going to be more london-based gangster shenanigans so i look forward to that on the basis that it's you know in the same wheelhouse again but um yeah i think that's coming out on amazon prime actually in the next couple of weeks oh very good i uh saw my folks watching um the Jared Butler End of the World movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Greenland. Yeah. What did they think? Very good. Yeah. Yeah, they enjoyed it. Very good. It was just one of those I was like, what are you watching? Oh, I know this movie. I know this one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, do you know, do you have any movies for me for next week? Uh, or I do. shows? Uh, I'm going to bring them up here now. Do you have mine? I you do. First. So, for next episode, they're both from Amazon Prime. Oh, and there is the movie The Lie. The Lie. Or the series being The Ricardos. It's a fairly new series. Is this the the Aaron Sorkin thing about Lucille Ball? Yeah. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Oh, so, being the Ricardos yeah. or the Lie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Both okay. on Amazon Prime. Um. Cool. All right. I'm just looking for your list here. I'm sorry. I'm after losing it. That's okay. It's not okay. Oh. It's a damning indictment on my own professionalism. Oh my god, that's okay. <laughs> I'll fill the dead air here uh, while you're rooting around on your desktop yeah. 15,000 folders Ronan has open on his desktop I'm not even joking my desktop's a disgrace because <laughs> really there's loads of like files pertaining to the other thing that I do uh, the other job that I do and it's just an absolute mess it's like <laughs> it's like that scene in um, was it the IT crowd oh yeah where, 
where he has her look at your, her desktop and it's all like pop-ups and just <laughs> yeah. horrible ads. 15,000 so, viruses. You have, to, you have to let me clean this. If this was a person, I'd shoot it in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not as bad as that, I'm sure. It's not as bad as that, no. A little bit like it, though. Yeah. Maybe? Um, I no, I can't find that. I'm going to have to give it to you off here. So That's okay. Yeah, I apologize. That's okay. I'm not going to be yeah. watching anything tonight anyway, so. No, all right. Grand. I'll text it to you afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. If you uh, like our podcast as well, you can always give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or however you listen to this, you can rate and review. So that's all good. Uh, you can give us any um of your recommendations at whydidyoupodcast at gmail.com or on our Insta at whydidyoupodcast. And that would be helpful too, because, you know, sometimes it's hard to come up with loads of movies and TV shows every week. So we we recommend (laughs) all suggestions. It's like, you know, so difficult to pick from the hundreds of thousands of films that are now at our disposal because of streaming services. Fucking so hard, bro. Like every week, it's too much choice. Every so. week, I'm like, oh, what ones? Like, it's just actually, it is so hard. There is too yeah. much choice. There's just too much. There's too much to watch. There, I've said it. We need to narrow it down. We need to trim some of the fat off these yeah. services. Stop making time. things Netflix and Prime and uh, Disney. Still thinking about um, when I think of Disney now. I actually think of Dope Sick like straight away rather than the actual lovely Disney, you know, movies from my childhood. No, yeah, it's it's all about gritty drug dramas now. Gritty drama. Yeah. Just bring it on, Disney. You're doing God's work. You're doing God's work, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's everything. Um We will talk to you guys next week. We will. Yeah. So take it easy and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.